Right, hi everyone, this is Madan Lloyd at London Revelation. I've got a very special guest today, uh, Vicky Sweetlove, who's a geomancer and earth alchemist, and she specializes in, in the field of dowsing. Uh, so welcome, Vicky. And, and please, hi, hi, and, and please, uh, yeah, tell us something about your history and, and how you got into uh, earth energies, geomancing and, and, and dowsing. Um, it's, it's a long story, really. It goes very much back to my childhood living with a mother that was very connected to the earth, to the planet itself. And she'd often take me out to places like Fairy Glen in North Wales and um, we'd be walking along the ocean and picking up shells and she'd have me paddling in the rivers looking for a pearl that would make her rich one day <laughs> um, but she'd always be talking about the fairies and I grew up with Enid Blyton's books and things like that and she, she would often um, herself go to healers and so I was always knowing um, that there was something else that and she would also use a pendulum to douse now and again. And she seemed very connected. She'd always come out with um, things that people would say, how does she know that? And then the ability seemed to come down through the family. My brother had it and then and myself. So we, we always knew that things were gonna happen or not happen. And we had this inane ability. And over a period of time, it was only when I left school really that I suddenly realized that things are a bit different when you're in the workplace you can't talk about stuff like this right. you have you have to be as you say um fit in so in order to fit in there then you know this goes in the background but it was always there because my mother was always there around me and then as as my life proceeded and I moved to London that's when my life changed because I started looking at different energetic things. I worked for um, a professor of IT at City University and he changed my life dramatically. Oh really? What, what, how so? Well what it was, he, he knew I, he knew, um, well his mother came from Colwyn Bay which is where I was living at the time before okay. I moved to London. So there, there was this connection um, and then he gave me all these trainings in IT and everything else. And he'd often say to me, I'm writing this book on the paperless office. And his whole office was piled high full of paper. He said, don't touch it, you know where everything is. And he'd go, <laughs> I know, and he would go off to monasteries for his holidays. Wow. And, and, and he would meditate. And he'd learn about how monks lived and things like that. So he showed me a different way of who he was as well okay. and they also um the professors there also delved into things like um the machine that looked at your auric field so it wasn't just about the mobile phone technology and all the emails and the web that had just started coming in at that time and the use of computers it was the spiritual side that went alongside it and he'd always say to me, oh, I'm going to be in the British Library today. And do you know, Vicky, that the IT books are right next to the spiritual books in the library? <laughs> okay. So he was, always, he was always hinting at this spiritual nature of himself. 
and how spiritual stuff is connected to IT. So we can't get away from that. So as I say, he changed my life because he introduced me to feng shui, introduced me to Gina Lazenby and the, the first book she brought out. And um, it was there, I looked at feng shui and I thought, oh, this is different. And then from feng shui, I went on a course and I picked up dowsing. I thought, wow, this is amazing. And suddenly all the things that I learned with my mother started to come back. Okay. It was about connecting with nature. It was about walking the earth again. And it was feeling the earth energies and knowing intuitively when things felt right or wrong. And the more my senses opened up, the more my abilities came back that had been forgotten. And um, it was from there that I started working more with the earth, the earth energies, space clearing, um, working on the energy of people's homes. And when you go out into the landscape in London, it's amazing because uh, people think, oh, you have to be with, with the trees and the nature, but it's not. It's about knowing that when you're in, in nature, we also had stones and stone circles and we had special places where we erected churches. Uh -huh. and, in, and as you know, in London, there's um, special churches all around London. And one that springs to mind immediately when I've been teaching my courses, because I teach space clearing and earth alchemy courses. And I love, I love teaching those, those live courses. I love being out with my students, yeah. you know, and, and walking around London, especially the city. Um, but going into St. Leonard's Church in Shoreditch High Street is the most amazing experience. Oh, really? Okay. And I, I used to love going and visiting the, the vicar that used to be there at the time. I believe he's retired now and he lives in Norwich, but he was such an amazing man. And he always knew I was coming in with my group and he'd sit and say, would you like me to give you a talk about the church? And he'd tell us about the history of the church and tell us how he was a Reiki master. Oh, wow. and that was amazing. Yeah, he, he was a Reiki master and he, he would, um, I always remember the, him having a, a service there in one evening or it was just, maybe it was, yeah, it was midday on a Sunday we came in and he just finished the service. But I saw that he'd got all the congregation up where he stands and they were singing in a circle. And I thought, where do you get that in a <laughs> Church of England church? You right. just don't, do you? No, no. And that's amazing. And he invited all of us to go to go and join the circle. And I thought, wow, this is something wonderful. So there's there's a I mean I, I, I feel an extraordinary connection with Shoreditch, and not least because back on 11 11 11, nine years ago, because yesterday was 11 11, but nine years mm. ago, all the Occupy protests were going on in London and people were camped out outside St Paul's Cathedral. They were camped out in Finsbury Square. And as I'm sure you know, both of those sites are on the coronation line that leads up to Arnold's Mound in Arnold Circus, Shoreditch. And now that you're talking about St Leonard's in Shoreditch High Street, well, the person that I'm now doing the podcast course with uh, Brian Rose of London Real, his office is based in Shoreditch 
And, and one of the things that we were talking about on that day, and, and I've been thinking about for years, is how the people, you know, us in general, we need to reclaim the airwaves and not just be passive, you know, recipients of, of whatever the BBC or, or whoever pumps out. And, and, and here we are now, you know, broadcasting on our, our own channels. So I, th I think this will be of particular interest to, to Brian Rose as he's, he's interested in the power places of London. And, and as you also know, he's, he's actually running for mayor of London. I, I, I heard he's, he's number two. The book is having down for number two at the moment. So- Right, <laughs> it's really interesting. Tell us a little bit what? about Arnold's Mound, especially you've mentioned St. Leonard's. Well, Arnold Circus is a very particular favourite spot of mine. And, and as you mentioned, you know, it, it is on the, the coronation line. There's, there's two lines that, that run through there. There's the Strand Lay and the Coronation Lay. Mm -hmm. And they cross at the top of Arnold Circus on the bandstand. And it's such an amazing energy. You know, you, you, you can walk, there's two layers to the um, Arnold Circus. You can walk around the, the outer ring and then there's another ring and then you've actually got the, the top itself with the, with the band uh, stand on it. But it's such an energetic space when you sit up there. Many people gather there and sometimes I've had so many synchronistic signs uh, from, from the landscape itself. It shows me heart-shaped leaves or things will be drawn there in, in the pathway showing me you know, exactly where the energy is changing. So when my students are, are working with their dowsing rods and, and saying, you know, find the ley lines, I'm immediately walking into that energy and feeling that energy in my legs, my feet, my toes, everything tingles. And also the, the energy lays change on a daily basis. You know, people think, oh, this, this must be good because it's an energy lay. But you, you need to remember that it depends what's happening on that energy ley line. So like you said, you know, there was all the people gathered at Finsbury Square and, and everything else uh, in 2011. And the energy did change at that time. Oh, really? It felt, it felt very sad. It felt emotional and it felt traumatized. Right. So that's when the land needs healing. Uh -huh. You know, that's when you need to, to uh, respect the land, give some offerings, give some sanctity. And, and even prayer and meditation or a song. And um, quite often I, I will drum with the earth or give some sound or music that way. I don't have a voice for singing, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and what you're saying, this is all on the basis of, of accepting that, that the earth is actually a, a living organism, not, not just a lump of rock flying around in space, but actually a living organism in its own right. That's, that's correct. And, and we need to, to honour the Earth, the planet that we live on. You know, for far too long, we've taken advantage of, you know, flying around the world, using cars, and um, it is coming to an end. And we're going to have to learn to um, reintegrate our lives into something new, work with the Earth itself, cultivate the Earth, and respect the traumatised areas. You know, grow more plants, grow more fruit and vegetables and learn to, to live in, in a community as, as nature intended us. Animals live in community. Okay. You know, the ants, the ants all work together. Absolutely. You know, so on, on a practical level, there's, there's nine million people or so living in Greater London. And as 
Chris Street has, has mapped out a, a massive, great 20 mile wide twin circle earth energy mandala covering 400 square miles, all centered on BBC Broadcasting House, very interestingly. So what, what would you say to the people of London that they can do to help effect a positive change in the environment? So it's, it's having creating a not that mad mindset that everybody seems to have had recently you know or we must go online or we must have a mobile phone we must have the latest technology it's not about having must have anymore we've got to let go it's about learning to let go of you know what was and what's to come and just accept what is around because if we don't accept and be grateful for what we got and be blessed, then how can we move on? Because what the message is, and, and it's funny about the broadcasting house, like you say, because all through this, this lockdown stuff that we're going through, um, they've been broadcasting all the time. You know, the Radio 1, the Radio 2, the Radio oh, 3, the Radio 4. And, and throughout all, all their broadcasting, they have never mentioned once anything about lockdown or any, any of the governments or anything like that. They continue playing their music and the brightness comes out and the DJs are playing. And I think that's totally amazing that they are uplifting us all at the moment with their broadcasts. You know, they're giving a positive message out there and it must simply be because it is on this powerful energy spot that they have to broadcast positive energy out. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, you know, the, the, the news programmes haven't all been positive. I mean, you know, from one point... Well, the news, the yeah, news programmes don't come from there, though. They come from uh, White City, don't forget. You're thinking about the TV programmes. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, the, you know, the last eight months has, you know, to me has been just like a continuous sales pitch by the BBC, you know, for the vaccine industry. That's what it sounded like. That's how it comes across to me. Um, you're, you're, you're talking about the TV. When we look at Portland no, I, Place, I, I, it's, it's the radio. Yeah. Radio news, really, but it constantly oh. pushing, you know, a, a, a very pro-vaccine agenda without any kind of balancing anyway you know without balancing with you know other points of view you know you're, you're talking about natural healing you know obviously there's a something of a conflict between you know drugs based medicine and and you know energy healing which is a much more gentle approach but also you know in its own way much more powerful and effective uh, i mean obviously there's a, a a difference between drug-based medicine and, and the kind of healing that you do. C could you talk about that difference? Well, well going back to the radio again, um, I don't listen to the news <laughs> or the TV or, or any of those uh, subliminal messages that are sending out. So um, I don't want to be, I say, poisoned in my mental mind with messages, uh, you know, about vaccines and things, because okay. like many people there's, there's two sides to every story and I do prefer uh, the more natural way of healing and the benefit of you know herd immunity and stuff like that which is what we were brought up to be you know we went out and played in the dirt right. you know we, we we touched one another and uh, you know we 
it, it wasn't about washing your hands and keeping your distance. You know, it's about having hugs and being dirty and, and playing in the rain and the sand and the sea. Um, but what I, I was saying about the radio was it was about the uplifting music mm. that I, be, I listened to. Oh, yeah. So it's, it was the musical source. But um, I can see again, you know, we've got our two different points of views of what we listen to. Well, so it, it's about having that awareness too that, that there are two groups of people, maybe even more groups of people. You know, um, I know there's many people that still switch off from what is happening and, and you know, and, and the intuitive stuff and just trying to be uh, what they want to be. Well, back in, back in ancient Greece, the great famous philosopher Plato made the statement that those who tell the stories control society. And that's just as true today as it, as it was in, in ancient Greece. And, you know, we, we, we obviously, you know, there are certain corporations and, and you know, news, newspapers, TV and radio, you know, media moguls that, that you know, dominate the narrative. But that, that domination seems to be breaking down at the moment. And we're, well, it, it's so refreshing, you know, to hear alternative points of view and to hear from people like yourself. Um, now, can you, can you say something about, you know, we, you, you're talking a lot about energies here. We, we're never taught about these things in school. It's like, you know, like, you mentioned the auric energy field. I understand that can be photographed now. Like, is it Kirlian photography? You know, that, it's Kirlian photography. That, and it's, it's been around for, for many, many years now. Like I said, I first came across it when I worked at City University. And that, that is going back, oh, 27, nearly 30 years. Okay, so it, 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 it seems like, you know, a lot of this technology, I especially noticed this with digital photography, seems to pick up things that we don't see with the eye, but, you know, certain things that, you know, you call orbs or whatever. I, I don't even know what they are, but, but I've seen them frequently appear in many, many photographs. Um, and, of course, with, through digital technology, like satellite technology, um, you know, Chris Street was able to verify the, you know, the astounding geometric accuracy of, of the, I think there's 18 overlaid star patterns over the top of London, 20 miles wide. I mean, this is way bigger than anything that any, you know, city planners could have put together. It's, it's something beyond the human. And yet we're never taught about any of these things in school, are we? No, well, well, the... The ancient Greeks and, and, and um, all the ancients around the world, the Aborigines, the Maoris, the Indians, they all knew about the Earth energy's patterns and, and how this, the sun, the moon, the Earth all work together. So you, so you had, you know, the heaven energy, the, the man energy and, and the Earth energy and, and it all worked together. And man listened and looked and felt the energies of, of heaven and earth. Now we don't seem to. We look upon, oh, who's, 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 who's good at this? Who's good at that? But it's not about that. It's, it's about knowing that we can do it for ourselves. We can use our own intuition. We can read people's minds or, or know intuitively or feel or sense or hear things. And, and that's what they all knew in those days, you know, especially um, 
all the sensitives of peoples around the world. But when we look at the energy grids that Chris Street did, you know, it is amazing. And I found that when I um, attended one of his seminars, especially around the Harrow area, because I was born on those energy lines, it was really odd. It sort of brought it home to me about, wow, what, what happened when I was born? Because it was like a stargate opened. Right. My mother was living in um, uh, Harrow and she took me to Bishop Bushy Hospital to be born. She then um, arrived home back in my aunt's house in Stanmore. And I'm thinking, wow, that's a bit of a triangle shape. And then from Stanmore, she would have gone back to Harrow. But why did she not go straight home to Harrow? She did this triangle shape where she went to my aunt's first. So, um, you know, and, and looking at the sacred geometry of London, it does seem very much on, on a, I would say, a power census. It's like my mother knew that she had to wind me up when I was born, as it were. <laughs> to get my in intuitive senses working and perhaps if all parents thought like that and tuned in intuitively then a lot of people on this planet will be you know sensitive to a greater degree and um, you know going back in time it, you know my mother was very new age mother even though she didn't realize it and I didn't even realize it, you know, you just think, oh, we've moved house, but I haven't been to school for two months. <laughs> but I would be reading books on Greek mythology. I'd be learning about nature. Mm -hmm. So I didn't miss out. And everything, when I did go back to school, I learned a lot more. Um, but it was a very different childhood and growing up that I had to everybody else. Um, and that influenced my life a lot because I always wanted to seek knowledge. I was always wanting to know how did this work? How does that work? Unwinding clocks and getting a screwdriver out. Right. Asking, <laughs> asking about this, that and the other every time we sat in a car for a car journey. So my mother would try and turn it into a sing song. <laughs> I, 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 always... I have a sense, uh, Vicky, that, that what's happening now is like a great rebalancing with the, the feminine energies that, that we've neglected in, in recent centuries. You know, it's, we, we can't deny that the last few centuries especially have been very aggressively male-dominated, male-dominated religious and political institutions. And what I found really astonishing about Chris Street's Earth Star Mandala, this, these twin concentric circles a thousand and eighty times the size of the twin circles at, at Stonehenge and in exactly the same proportions. These re reflect Earth Moon proportions. He's, he was talking about a pattern that's also um, described in, in the, the book of Revelation, um, which talks about 12 gates uh, entering the New Jerusalem, the, the city of, this is symbolic language for a new state of consciousness. Uh, also given a feminine description, descending like a bride adorned for her husband. And the gates that he found were four triangular formations of churches, all dedicated to Mary. There was four in Barnet, four in Croydon, four in East Ham and four in Hanwell. 
and and those triangles kind of projected into the earth star pattern so there seems to be you know a massive theme here of of you know we know that the history of the roman church especially has been very you know misogynist uh, but now the the mary energy seems to be on the rise again and 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 this balancing between the masculine and the feminine this is that your perspective that, that, that that's you know what's it's, happening it's very here? much the, the rise of the feminine at the moment it's like the the amazon woman has has risen as it were and coming into their own uh, there's going to be powerful women coming into force um, and you can see that now with what's happening in america with the second vice president which could be coming in um, under biden um, it's also the the rise of the feminine energy within all of us because um, what we're finding is like you say with those gateways it's not just in london but there's 12 gateways around the world as well you know very special places like like mount shasta there's a place in tibet there's a place in moscow um, there's these 12 gates around the world and also the chakras you know people know about the heart chakra in glastonbury but the chakras all around the world as well and um, when you work with these energy fields and you know about them, I've been visiting these various places over a period of, you know, 15 to 20 years and tuning into the energies of places. And it's and it is like, oh, OK, been there, done that. But every time I've been there, I've come away. Subconsciously, I've been quite ill when I've been there and I'm thinking, gosh, what have I done? What have I taken on board or what have I released? Because there's some toxic Thing that needed to be released and once I've gone from there it just seemed to rebalance so it's like lots of people must be traveling this planet and rebalancing these these gateways and and um, chakras around the world you know with their prayer with their meditations with their good intention of thought and and suddenly the earth is coming cleaner clearer brighter but it has been about the, the feminine energy coming up the spirituality coming in and the intuition and it's coming as well not only with um, spirituality but it's the technology so technology and spirituality are coming together mm. um, and i think that's going to be a, a good thing for our futures and i also have been working with um, the chakra energies not of people of people's homes oh really and i find that when um I've been working with the chakras of people's homes, chakras of churches. Um, when I teach my courses, we work with the chakras of churches or places. There's been an amazing change, or you can see the story that's unfolding within the, either the person's home or the place that I'm working on. It's particularly an office. It tells you a story when I've been working on the chakras. So, and so then when you, the main, sorry to interrupt, but the, the, the main chakra or energy centers in the human body they kind of run the length of the the spine so are they on like vertical like that on a, on a vertical level in a house you can you can find the chakras within the house they can either be aligned or they can be misplaced but sometimes they're not misplaced because you've got to think about our body we assume that our chakras are all running down the center and then we have our auric field but when you sometimes are more heart centered, well, maybe your heart ex is expanding more out here. 
So when it's out here, then it's not just in the center, you're expanding your energy. Okay. So it's the same with, with the home energy as well. Maybe the heart is in the center of the home, but it actually feels more at home where the person sits in the house. So the energy of the house is sending out the heart energy to that person because it needs some love. So every time I work with the chakras of the home, you'll find that the chakras will be in different places and it makes sense to the person. Once you balance that energy up, the person then also feels more balanced and well again. And it's the same with, with offices and places and land. Once you balance the, the energy, the chakras, um, everything seems to flow much more easily because okay. the land's been traumatized. Okay, yeah. I'm, now I'm, I'm not so familiar with the, the Feng Shui. That's your, your, one of your specialities. But I am familiar with the, the Vastu tradition of, of India. A, a friend of mine is a Vastu consultant. And I know that she balances um, displaced energies in houses using yantras, uh, little, um, uh, you must be familiar with them, little uh, geometric patterns. Like for instance, yes, yeah. if there's a blocked north or a blocked east, east, if you put this little picture, this little geometric pattern on the wall, apparently it helps the energies to, to flow through. Is, is, is there some equivalent in, in the Feng Shui uh, tradition. Well, it's, it's not necessary in the feng shui tradition. I, I work more shamanically. I work with the feng shui knowledge of the astrology of the flying stars and um, energy of space and the astrology of a person, but I work more in the shamanic traditions of clearing the energy of the house and bringing balance. So it'd be working more with, with you know, the my background is Celtic shamanism. Oh. coming from, from Anglesey in North Wales. Right. So um, it's, it's using that knowledge and working with sigils and signs. And there's many sigils and signs that I'm given, but it is more connecting with the actual elementals, the spirit of place and mother earth. When you work with the nature spirits, they explain to me what is traumatized, what needs to be brought into balance so that you know if I do work with the chakras that could be one element of it if I work with a, a displaced elemental or the spirit of place could be unhappy so the people are unhappy in the place so it's it's a <clears throat> it's attuning those energies and bring them to balance and it could be with earth acupuncture I work and do earth acupuncture like you do earth acupuncture um, do acupuncture to the body uh, by sticking needles in it I, I actually don't stick steel needles anymore. I try and work with the energy of the earth and use the um, needles like from a branch of a tree or a twig because it works just the same, but still apply copper coins or something else to so that the earth has a gift because it's about giving uh, a gift to the earth as well and treating it sacredly by giving a gift of fruit or vegetables or something of what the, the owner has. Um, and it's usually something special to the owner something that they like to eat or do. And um, sometimes they have to sing a song or do a blessing as well to interact and even apologize to the earth, especially if they've been building or renovating their homes, then the land gets traumatized. And when the land's traumatized, it's unhappy, the people are unhappy. And that's when you need to bring balance. 
So, so you, you seem, Vicky, you seem to have a, a, an extraordinary range of of uh, beneficial talents here. You know, by which we can improve our our personal health, our, our home environment, and and undoubtedly the town, city, or village that that we live in. So. Do you run teaching courses on these subjects? Are you actually a teacher and you can teach other people these disciplines? Yes, I, I, um, I teach space clearing and earth alchemy in, in, in London. Um, I have been asked to travel around the world to teach it as well. I was supposed to go to Missouri earlier this year. That's been canceled and until when we can fly again. Um, but wherever people want me to teach, I, I will teach. I've been asked to teach a group in, in Wales next year. I'm hoping that will come about. And uh, also in, in Greece, in uh, Cali Kalos, where I love to go. And I also want to go back to New Zealand and, and go there and, and teach. There's so many wonderful places, but I do um, do most of my courses in London. They're all on my website, vickysweetlove.com, fengshuilife.co.uk and internationaldowser.com. And I also teach the Akashic Records, and that's about um, connecting to the records of the place. And I've had some great revelations, you know, working with the land, with the Akashic Records of the land as well. So what, what, seeing, what sorry to interrupt, but what, what, is, what are the Akashic Records? Well, the Akashic Records is, is tapping into the universal energy of all being, all mankind, and it's tapping into the either your um, energy, your records, your, your story of life, which you can change. You don't have to realize that, oh, it's all written in stone. This is my life. Um, it's not going so great today and accept it. Accept that you can make change and every step that you take, like the film Groundhog Day, when he wakes up and he knows that when he makes a different step, he doesn't have to go and do that repeat again. He can oh, move right. forward. Right. So it's, it's, it's the same thing. We can change the pattern within our historical buildings. We can change the pattern in our own lives and we can change the pattern in towns and cities by thinking a more positive um, fraction around it and asking, you know, what do we need to do to change that pattern? Is there anything that we can do at this time? What needs to be done? And the landscape in, in London is particularly telling that story at the moment. When I, I was out with some of the Earth Stars group, we, um, we walked from St Paul's on the equinox and the landscape told us so many things um, about what was happening, what needed to be done. The, institute, the institutions in the city of London need to come alive again. They've lost some of their energy and their power and especially the Bank of England itself and all the city's guilds because with the new buildings that have risen up around, they've encircled the city. So when you look at the landscape from the other side from Canary Wharf, from the other side of the river, you can see that there's a circle of energy around the city with these new buildings and it particularly was brought to my attention when we were at Canary Wharf um, and we were on the Meridian Line, the Greenwich uh, Meridian Line. Okay. And be behind us, all the Canary Wharf buildings, all the banks and institutions, <clears throat> the new ones that had come from, uh, you know, Hong Kong and Europe and, and everywhere else and lots of those other countries, 
they have closed down the majority of them or they're not running as efficiently as they are now. And you can see them becoming more and more desolate. And the main reason being when I looked across the river was we have um, built in the city, the building called the Shard. Yeah. And when you look at the Shard, it is a, a piece of fractious glass. You know, it has sharp points to it. Yeah. Also, there's other buildings around it like the uh, walkie talkie. And there's also the, um, the one that houses the current um, mayor of London. And he's feeling the energy of that place Then <clears throat> it's not right that he wants to move out to the outer limits of the city. And it is because the, the energy in London at the moment is gathering all the toxins through the shard. The minute they built that shard, it was acting as an acupressure point to the whole of the city of London. And what it's doing is it's releasing all the toxic and negative energies that's built up over time from all these new buildings, from Canary Wharf, from the new city buildings that took the energy from the old city itself and the old ways. It's releasing all that toxic energy out through the shard. And you can see it happening. Lots of things around London Bridge have, have been happening with, with bombings, with people going crazy, with knifings and stabbings and everything else. And that energy now has spread out that toxicity. And with it spreading, you know, the Shard is really doing a great job, but it also needs some healing. Our city of London needs some rebalancing and healing. And what the Earth Stars group has been doing at the moment, they've been doing pilgrimage walks to, to see what we can do to bring balance and and sing the songs and, and um, bring the balance of the energy in whatever so, way we can. So, so do you think then, Vicky, that that, that that was some deliberate design thing with, with the Shard or this is just a, an unfortunate bad design? No, I, I think it's actually the, the earth itself speaking out, you know, to the architects. This is what we need to do to bring balance to the energy of, of London. It is about closing off that the banks and the institutions that came in. Um, that's why we've got Brexit, unfortunately, because it was all part of this, this shard and the toxicity. And it's releasing all this toxic energy and trying to rebalance the energy of London so that it comes back to its more natural inner beauty and going back to the old England and perhaps working with the old England of of the natural intuitive spiritual energies but also bringing in just the technology that we need but not all the unnecessary stuff that we need so i think that's what the land has done it's spoken to the architects and the people that are building the buildings and unwittingly they've built these buildings and this is what what's happened the toxicity is being released okay so you mentioned that uh, the mayor in the city of London, but this is, he's someone different, isn't he? The Lord Mayor of the city, the square mile of the city of London is, is someone quite different from the Mayor of London, who is Sadiq Khan. I don't know who the current Lord Mayor is, um, but that the city of London itself is, this is an independent city state, isn't it? With its own law courts, its own police force. Um, the, I think there's two other places like this in the world, uh, the Vatican and and uh, Washington DC, and they're both marked by gi gigantic 
obelisks. Presumably that has something to do with some kind of ancient uh, manipulation of, of energy. I don't quite understand it. Um, well, well, what it is, going, going back years ago, you think about um, the Knights Templars. They had a, a great effect on our um, city in, in those days. They built many uh, establishments like, like the painter's halls we had. We had halls for everything. And all those halls had a connection to the Knights Templars in, in many different ways. You'll see the signs and, and the sigils and, and um, the Knights Templar signs. Some of them were good and some of them were negative, but it's about bringing that balance at the end of the day. And um, we're bringing back that old energy. It's, it's like Mother Earth has spoken and she wants to clear that toxic energy to bring that balance back again for people to go back and know how to work with that old energy, only renew it to something better. Yeah, so there's a, a great a great healing going on. So I think yes. we're, we're gonna we're gonna wind this up now, Vicky. I mean, I could talk to you all day. Fascinating, but okay. um, for the sake of, of of bringing this this um, this episode to an end, what what would you say? to the people of, of London especially, is, is the most beneficial thing that they can do, the nine million residents of London, that they can do on a, a practical level to bring about, to help bring about healing in, in our, our city, which, which obviously, our capital city obviously casts its influence all over the world. What would you suggest to the residents of London that they can do? Well, I think the main thing is, is we need to get back into the consciousness of London what is great about London and our city and the whole of the UK? What made us great? It was about how we knew all the systems, how we irrigated everything, how we shared our knowledge. There doesn't seem to be the sharing anymore. So we need to speak and communicate to one another. I think that's very much to be in community, have communities where we can, you know, um, rebuild and have <clears throat> connection to the earth and, and um, grow vegetables, have allotments, connect to our own space that we live in, be grateful for the spaces that we live in. Some of us just think, oh, it's a home and they close the door behind them. But acknowledge the home that you live in, love it, cherish it, buy it some flowers, you know, be in love with you and your home and the space that you live. Because the more you vibrate and love the space that you live in, and the more that vibration will spread out into the rest of London and the UK and everywhere else. It's about working with that love energy of your heart. Well, that's a perfect and, and beautiful message. So Vicky, sweet love, thank you very much indeed. And I look forward uh, speaking to you again in, in the future when hopefully we'll be looking back and, and discussing how the energies have improved uh, and with your help. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Madden. Thank you. All right. You take care. Bye for now. Bye.